today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Quite a weekend in the National Football League playoffs, the first round of playoffs, of course, wild card weekend as they call it. Uh, and some anxious moments uh, in Buffalo yesterday. Uh, of course, the AFC champion Buffalo Bills did beat the Dolphins eventually, 34-31 to 31 in their uh, their matchup. But uh, they had an ugly second quarter. Uh, and uh, I'm sure there are a lot of anxious Bills fans that said, please, don't let this happen to us. Uh, but it all ended well, of course, happy endings. Uh, as uh, uh, wide receiver Gabe Davis scored on a 23-yard touchdown reception from uh, quarterback Josh Allen. This is what it sounded like. Here's the call. Allen back to pass, surveying the field, fires to the end zone to Davis. Did he get both feet down? Touchdown, Buffalo! A 23-yard missile launch by Allen to Davis. And our uh, thanks to uh, WGR Sports Radio 55 uh, in Buffalo uh, for the call on that game. Uh, uh, some other upsets, though. It was really not just wildcard weekend, but upset weekend in many circles. Uh, joining us to talk about the whole match and what's going to happen going forward, please to welcome back uh, Andy McNamara. Andy, of course, is a national football fantasy host and journalist for Roger Sportsnet. Uh, good to have you with us, Andy. I, it's one of those weekends where uh, it's Monday morning now. The games are all, well, there's one more to go, but you can exhale. That was uh, just an incredibly dramatic weekend, wasn't it? It was, Bill. I'm glad to be back on with you. That was that was wild. It was absolutely wild, and we had some questions going in uh, as far as, well, the teams that typically mess up, mess up, like the Chargers, and, well, they did. Uh, yeah. That was that was one big one, and the Vikings, and, well, they did, and they, uh, Kirk Cousins again, all the pretty stats, you didn't win the big one. You didn't win the one you needed to win. The Chargers, again, let one slip away, last-second field goal. That, what a a cherry on top, the Saturday night main event. And then we went through the rest of the slate. And like you said, we still have one more today. Can Tom Brady, 45-year-old old man, can he do it one more time? Uh, let's start with Saturday for a second, because I, I'm sure that you know, about halfway through the first quarter in that uh, that Jacksonville game, uh, mm -hmm. the football fans are saying, you know, there's more action on the women's network than there was in that game. I mean, it was, it was so <laughs> one-sided, and you figure this one's over. Uh, what a second half by the Jags. Well, it was. And when you look at the odds going in the spread on the DraftKings Sportsbook, Bill, it was like a two and a half, three point favorite for the Chargers. And they, they start out 17 nothing. You're like, oh, man, people are going to be making a killing on this. And then gradually they started coming back. And what was the difference? To me, the difference was coaching. Doug Peterson played in the league, won a Super Bowl head coach in the Philadelphia Eagles, and has done just, Bill, just a spectacular job. I don't think people appreciate the ability for Doug Peterson to wipe off the stink that was on that organization <laughs> and Trevor Lawrence that seemed unwashable from Urban Meyer a year ago. And not just have them 500, have them win the division, which would have been good enough, and then win a playoff game after that terrible start. Just remarkable. That He's got to be right up there for, for coach of the year. But he's one of these guys, and I guess he was like that when the Eagles won the Super Bowl too, uh, he doesn't seem to get rattled. I mean, he's he's no. certainly vocal, but uh, you know the message he's you know they always do the ten second interview with the coaches at halftime there, and he just said, "Well, just keep our cool. We've got a game plan." And, and he said that's the same message he gave to the players. It might have been a little more uh, dramatic in the locker room than it was in front of the TV cameras, <laughs> but that that was the attitude the team took, wasn't it? That we'll just chip away, chip away, and uh, it, it was just incredible to see. Well, and that's what you get when you have a coach like Doug Peterson because he can draw on it from a few different ways. Okay, people, I played in the league as a quarterback. I've won a Super Bowl. So anything immediately, anything Doug Peterson says, the players have to listen to because he's like, what I'm saying led to a team winning the Super Bowl with me in charge. So you should probably listen up. And he kept that calm, kept that cool, and they came back and made the Chargers panic. 
I would be shocked if the head coach of the, of the Chargers, Staley, was not fired. That's not the first time by any stretch that he has mismanaged games. He's part of that new sort of era of coaches that seems sort of hit or miss. The offensive brilliance, you see these when they're offensive coordinators, then they become head coach. And a lot of them can't release that offensive coordinator mindset. And they're just essentially getting paid more to be an offensive coordinator and not managing the game. And that's what we saw. We saw the Chargers get out coached. They go home early, and that is a waste of Justin Herbert, who in my mind is a top four quarterback based on talent. No, oh, that look on his face in the third and fourth quarters. Oh. <laughs> like, I can't believe this is happening to us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the other game Saturday. The other game Saturday. Uh, Brock Purdy's uh, magical mystery tour continues. Uh, this Now, you know, they, they were bemoaning the fact that Miami had to go into their game with their third-string quarterback. Uh, the 49ers were glad they were going in with their third-string quarterback. This guy's just – what a streak he's on now. Boy, hasn't lost as a starter since he's come in. He's playing smart football. And you talk about coaching again. Kyle Shanahan's system, which goes back to his dad, Mike, won a couple of Super, Bowl, Super Bowls with the Denver Broncos, the Gary Kubiak, all that system is so well put in place to be able to pop in. And this doesn't diminish from what Brock Purdy's doing, but be able to pop in a guy who, as long as he's intelligent, as long as he can execute that offense, quick release offense, use the running game, you can slide in a quarterback and a running back Almost at will. That's why it makes fantasy football uh, a manager so crazy because he could have three different running backs. Like, yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah, third quarterback. And Brock Purdy looks better than Trey Lance, mind you, in limited time, who they spent a lot of draft capital. And if we look ahead, boy, is that going to be an interesting storyline, depending on how deep the 49ers go in the playoffs. Because you got a guy who's the last pick in the draft compared to someone who's sitting there that you paid a lot for in Trey Lance. Well, usually, you know, the last guy in the draft is the answer to somebody's trivia question. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. In Brock Purdy's case, it may be, uh, who is the last guy in the draft that wins a Super Bowl? Because these guys are very much in it. But, you know, one of the other yeah. things that, and I know we saw evidence of it in the playoff game anyway, Andy, uh, you know, is, is Brock Purdy's, you know, emergence is brilliant. Uh, but but the acquisition of Christian McCaffrey, just, I, I mean, this this was a good yeah. football team to begin with. But he just, he just adds an, an element to this that makes this a great football team. Well, it makes everything a lot easier on the 49ers offense because you don't have to have Brock Purdy have a vertical uh, aerial attack. You can dink and dunk your way to success, which is really the key to that Shanahan offense. You get, get the ball into your playmaker's hands quick. And it's not by accident that for the sixth straight year, the 49ers led the NFL in yards after the catch. And it's also no coincidence that this year, Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel were second and third. Get the ball. In the, you can do a three, four, five-yard pass and let them do the rest. They yeah. keep it simple. They're not doing all this extravagant run. No, get the ball to their hands. Let them do the rest. Christian McCaffrey. And now, now what you have is for defenses, where do you look? McCaffrey could run the ball or he could catch the ball. Debo Samuel could run. He could catch. Oh, by the way, you got that guy, George Kittle, floating around. And Brandon and I, you can come out of the slot. Where do you look? Where do you designate your focus? You can't, you can't, and that's why they're being so successful. Well, it's uh, taken to the next level, of course, because, you know, the first the, the, the division champions and the uh, conference champions are going to come into the mix next week. Mm -hmm. how, good are the, how good, Andy, are the no-name Giants? You know what? The theme of this chat today, Bill, is, is coaching. Yeah. Brian Dable, that team, if you look at that roster, that team has no business being above 500, never mind in the playoffs at all. 
Brian Dable, former Bills offensive coordinator, who elevated Josh Allen from the rawest of raw uh, quarterbacks coming out of that first round in 2018 to a superstar, taking Daniel Jones who was scraps. And I still don't think Daniel Jones is a long-term fran- you know, your traditional franchise quarterback, but he's sure good enough with those weapons, a rejuvenated Saquon Barkley. Um, the Giants are on they're, – they're playing with house money right now. They've exceeded yeah. all expectations. I don't expect them to go any further, but this is quite a building block. And now if you're the Giants, you're like, well, look what I did with this roster. What if we add some stuff? We could very sneakily be seeing another piece to that NFC East, which uh, quietly has become arguably the best division in football. Well, and, uh, you know, the Cowboys are going to be playing. They, they come into the round. Um, and I know a lot of people have actually picked these guys to go to the Super Bowl, if not win it. Uh, but they're starting out on the road. And they're not a very good road team. No. And but you know what? People complain, but that's how the structure is set up. The Buccaneers, eight and nine. Nobody wanted to win that <laughs> NFC South. Talk about the best division, the worst, the NFC South. Can't win the division and a home game at eight and nine. Disgusting. But that's where you're at. And the Cowboys have been struggling down the stretch. You had Cooper Rush when Dak Prescott was out injured, holding, not just holding the four, winning games. And since Dax came back, most interceptions by a quarterback. Um, that thumb, I guess, might not be fully right. But on paper, the weapons there, they should put the boots to the Buccaneers based on what they've, they have on paper. But you got that little bit called Tom Brady. How much does he have left? Now, statistically, the guy still threw for almost 4,700 yards and 25 touchdowns. That doesn't look like a glue factory guy to me yet. And, Bill, I wonder this. The perception, because Bill Belichick had that mystique about him and Brady in New England for so long. And Brady, the perception equals reality quite often. So is the perception of the Dallas Cowboys looking at Tom Brady that he, this is Tom, he wins in the playoffs no matter what. Does that reality, does that become reality to them if Brady gets off to a hot start? I think if the Buccaneers start hot, that Cowboys team might fold because then you get that mystique of Tom Brady. So we'll see if the perception of Brady being the GOAT becomes the reality to the Cowboys. And you have to wonder, and you mentioned at the top of our conversation here, I mean, you know, the old man, Brady, uh, Mm -hmm. but there's already talk about where he's going to go next year. Vegas, I guess, is really interested. He says he's not quitting. Josh McDaniels, well, long time, has that connection uh, from New England. Uh, You got him there. Does does anywhere else interest him? Vegas makes, to me, the most sense. Um, the Tampa Bay situation, I think a lot of it comes down to what happens tonight. Really, if you're one and done, he's gone. And he might be gone no matter what. Um, but really, in Tampa Bay, you look at it, and if he does go somewhere else, and that Raiders team, I think Josh McDaniels, quite honestly, is the one probably holding the back. Uh, but you got talent there. So now Brady can be, well, he's all about records and legacy and all that, and the GOAT and this and that. Well, no quarterbacks won a Super Bowl starting for three different teams, right? That could be the spot where he looks to be, okay, hey, let's go do it one more time and you're a nice, warm Las Vegas. Uh, I got just a moment left, but I got to ask you, because I was intent on the Bills game, as I guess many fans in Southern Ontario were. Mm. Uh, I got to figure, if you want the Bills to score a touchdown, uh, uh, just put two minutes on the clock and give the ball to Josh Allen, because he's going to go down <laughs> the field. I mean, uh, nobody manages that. Bart Starr, I mean, with the all-time greats that can manage the clock in the final two minutes, uh, there's nobody better than him in the league right now. Oh, boy, he's, he's got 
all the tools and the ability to make up for mistakes. You look at the stat line, you see three touchdowns, two interceptions, like, ooh. But it's never been for the greats about interceptions. You can throw as many interceptions as you want. Can you come back and can you lead your team when it matters? Credit to Skylar Thompson, too. Boy, that game. Huh. Yeah. Bill, you talk about uh, what should have been. 14-point favorites. You look at the DraftKings Sportsbook to start this thing. 14-point favorites and the Dolphins hung on. So credit to them for doing what they did on their third-string quarterback. But you're right. Josh Allen, doesn't matter how it looks. It's a division rival. It doesn't matter how it looks. You got it done. And now you get a game versus the Bengals, the game that never got finished. How does that look? That is as prime time main event matchup as you can get. I can't wait for that one. I know. Well, you guys doing the fantasy football thing. I don't know how you pick a team with the kind of things that are going on. Andy, it's always a pleasure having you on the program. Thanks so much for this today. Absolutely, Bill. Talk to you soon. You betcha. Andy McNamara, of course, uh, who is the national football fantasy guy and journalist for uh, Rogers Sportsnet. Uh, come back in just a second. I want to talk about uh, that particular incident with gone football and uh, the incidents of, of who's going to be going where uh, because of all the upsets of so the next round. Uh, well, I don't get, I guess if you get to the second round, it's not really an upset, but a lot happening in that football uh, situation south of the border, uh, which I guess kind of take a lot of people's minds off some of the other problems that they're facing these days. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.